0: grandparents. If you can just call or send a message to your kids and tell them, I really miss the grandkids. Is there a time I can see them this mm. week? I would love mm. to spend some time with them.
1: Welcome to A Home That Heals. I'm Dee along with my daughter, Bree, and we ran into a shocking statistic this last couple of weeks, and it has to do with the way we live our lives.
0: Yes, we are continuing the conversation about multi-generational living, which there's some controversy over. I know (laughs) not everybody necessarily wants to jump on the bandwagon, but please stick with us as we share some tips of what has made it work for our family.
1: You know, you can take the old gal out of news, but you just can't take the news out of the old gal. <laughs> and my many, many years of broadcasting and reporting always sent me to statistics or facts. You know, I, w- I just wanted something to sort of sink my teeth into as I was doing a story. And so when we started talking about, hey, maybe we should share how we live, multi generational living, maybe we should talk about that more because we've sort of hinted at it or glossed over it a little bit, but we've never, you know, taken a deep dive. So guess what I started doing? Research. Yeah. I I wanted to see, well, okay, are we really as weird as we think we are, or are there really a lot of people doing this? And it is astounding. I mean, what has happened in the last decade, especially with multi-generational living, and since COVID, even more dramatically, is that- the number of households with two or more adult generations living either under the same roof or in very close proximity, it has quadrupled in the last five decades. But in the last just little bit, it has gone up. And now they're saying that some some studies show that about 26% of Americans are living in a household with three or more generations. So now
0: that's shocking for this era, for this time. Mm -hmm. But I mean- you i don't know if you did the research but look at 100 years ago look at 150 years ago it was it was probably 99% i mean it you was know, certainly a, lot, a more, lot more yeah a <laughs> lot more than it is
1: now and and it is interesting how that all developed and the fact that You know, once upon a time, the number of Americans living in multi-generational households, you know, it really was, it was up around, you know, 60% or something like that. I can't remember the exact figure, but then it dropped to 12% as an all-time low and then started to climb back up. And then when COVID came along and the need for people to connect, number one, remember, I mean, it almost seems like a long time ago now, but it wasn't that long ago that people were living in isolation. Mm -hmm. And that does something really profound to human beings. We don't do well with that. We do well when we live in community. Mm -hmm. That's the way God designed us is to live in community. And so that started it. But finances had a lot to do with it as well. People lost jobs. Uh, now we live in a highly inflationary time, and goodness, it's it's just hard to make ends meet. Yeah, or people realized they could
0: do things remotely, so they were able to move, you know, back home. I know a lot of college True. kids that. They were doing school online anyway, so they just moved back home and, and lived with their parents. And that was so looked down upon, mm-hmm. you know, especially my generation, I think even yours too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like you, once you hit 18, once you were supposed to be out of the house, you are supposed to be out of the house. You know, yeah. you were supposed to pull your up own. your bootstraps, yeah, on your own, be independent. But in this idea of creating a home that heals, I think it's hard for us to not talk about this because I don't know that my home would be the healing place that it has become without the way that we do life together. And so I want to share it with all of you. We get a lot of questions about this just in our daily life from our friends and family and stuff, but a lot of you have actually started asking us too, you know, what's the deal? You guys live right next to each other. How do you make that work? So today we want to share some tips because it has been Awesome. It has been amazing. We love doing this life together. My kids love doing this life together. And so if it could be an option for you, if you're considering this, then we wanna help you get on the right foot. We're also gonna dive deeper into this on our YouTube channel. So we are starting, launching a YouTube channel, A Home That Heals. You can come over, you can see Barefoot Bluff, you can kinda see the spaces and the ways that we make it work, and we're excited to share that. But today, let's just go over some of our top tips. So what's your number, what is the number one thing, mom, you think has made it work for our family?
1: Well, when I think about that, I can't help but say it's our shared values. It's the fact that we all love Jesus and Mm -hmm. that we're following Christ and that's really our roadmap. Mm -hmm. So that would have to be the number one thing. I think it would be really hard to do this kind of lifestyle together if you had radically different views on things like, you know, your moral values, or how to raise kids. Now, we, we disagree on some things about raising kids as we've gone along. You know, there's sugar in- intake. Yeah. <laughs> you, well, you educated us and I'm on the bandwagon now. I can see so clearly how sugar affects our kiddos. But yeah, that was a little hard for me. You know, when you were telling me as a grandparent, I couldn't buy sweets for my grandchild all the time. That was a little hard. So yeah, <laughs> I get you. But yeah, th- would I'm you agree joking. with that, though, that shared values
0: is probably the number one thing? I would, yeah. I can see where it would be really difficult if you again. Everybody, disagreement is good. We ha, we joke about that. We have. It's not like we see eye to eye on every single thing. We have disagreements. We have differing opinions, but not on the things that really, really matter. Yeah. Not on those hardcore, just foundational values, um, in terms of raising our kids with a biblical worldview, raising our kids um, to work hard and. Uh, and then also just our our marriages, also, you know, not just the kids, but you know, you you do not um, try to be a rift in my marriage at all. And I hope that I don't do that for oh, you yeah. and dad either. Yeah. And that know?
1: is so critical. I think one of the things if, if uh, for my generation is I worried about, ever encroaching on your marriage. You know, I don't ever want to be that mother-in-law, you know? So Mm -hmm. I try very intentionally to respect your privacy. When your husband has days off, I try very hard to honor that. And a lot of times we're working on joint projects together, but if not, I want you to have time with him alone, (laughs) not with his (laughs) mother-in-law. Popping in the back door saying, here I am, you know, and... and invading the, the rare times that you have to be together.
0: And I would say that is tip number two, boundaries. Mm-hmm. Like for sure. That is when people ask me, how do you do this? I always talk about boundaries because we have really, really healthy boundaries. You do not just walk into my house anytime you want. and I might walk into your house when I really need (laughs) a cup of coffee. There's coffee on. Yeah, I was just going to say, yes. (laughs) But we, it's not like we're just, you know, surprising each other all the time. We know those times that are sacred. We know those times when it is okay to just kind of pop in. And we aren't in each other's business all the time, every day, all day long. Mm -hmm. You know, we really respect that. um, In fact, I laugh, actually my husband and I laugh all the time. We're like, my my parents are way more social than we are. You guys are always having people over and <laughs> enjoying dinners and friends. And so we respect that time and you have always respected that time with us as well. And so I think having those boundaries, I would say hopefully too, you know, on my end, you are a great resource. Dad is a great resource to watch the kids when I need. And there are those times when, It's an emergency and I need to ask you last minute, but I try to really respect your time and not abuse the fact that you are right there and I can just drop my kids off
1: anytime. I really try to respect that. Oh, you really do. You do that really well and and I appreciate it because we all have to plan our lives. Mm -hmm. That's just a fact of life. And so being real open about the communication and what you have going on. And we haven't gone so far as to actually share our calendars, although I sort of think we should sometimes <laughs> yeah. because it would help. But it's very nice to know that I I'm I'm able to make plans. And mm-hmm. and I and I hope the same for you so that you can think ahead and say, oh I'd really like to be able to do this. I wonder if mom and dad can help with the kids. And I've been trying to change it Instead of saying help with the kids, like I just said, get to be with the kids. Yeah. Because that is the way I look at it. I so enjoy our times together. And it's one of those blessings of the age that I am is the joy that children bring. And I think they keep you young. So I I I, I wanna have that mindset about it.
0: Oh, which okay, I'm gonna pause on the multi-generational living, because this is just across the board grandparents. If you can just call or send a message to your kids and tell them, I really miss the grandkids. Is there a time I can see them this Mm, week? I would mm. love to spend some time with them. Instantly, that is, for me at least, that is just like love an outpouring of Mm -hmm. love because I think, oh my goodness, I could go grocery shopping without the kids. Yes, Friday (laughs) afternoon would be great. Would that work for you? You know, it is, but it doesn't feel like, I'm asking you to watch them. I'm asking you to do me a favor or I'm burdening you with something that I should, you know, be able to handle. It just, it feels like, Oh, my kids are missed. They I'm going to pass them off to somebody who's going to love and care for them. So that is just something awesome to do no matter what. And, and probably, I don't know, probably even moms out there, maybe, maybe on the reverse sending your your in law, you know, your mother in law mm-hmm. or your mom mm-hmm. or your dad or whatever. Hey, the, the kids really miss you. Is there a time that they could see you? Mm-hmm. And that's a good idea. Just wording it that way, I think, puts a different perspective on it.
1: So oh, that's that, good. That's a positive. Yeah, that's good. But, I like that. Well, so what are some other tips? What do you think? What's another really good one we should share? Because I've got a whole list here. <laughs> well, we could do 10 podcasts on this. Oh, I, I know. Think. We're going to have to for sure. Head over to
0: YouTube and do some videos and show you because I think there's a lot of ways that we've even just set up our homes. We're on five acres that we kind of split. And um, but yet we we have our animals and so you know we we have shared spaces where the alpacas are fed and the horses are fed. So I would say also just sharing responsibilities. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. when you are multi-generationally living, you can't help but need to help one another with the responsibilities of the household. And it is amazing when, you know, I get stuck in an appointment too late and I can just send you a message and say, hey mom, can you feed the horses for me when you feed the alpacas? Mm -hmm. And we've even set up our life that way. Like we set up our time to feed the alpacas and the horses to be the same, even though you're responsible for the alpacas, I'm responsible for the horses. It makes it easy if I can't fulfill my duties and I need to ask for help because I'm not, it's the same time frame that you were expecting, you know, to feed the alpacas. Right. It just, it makes life so much easy. So kind of coming up with those habits and those rhythms that are similar, but being able to share responsibilities is to me, just huge. That oh, it is. makes me feel like you're an asset in my life. You know, you're, mm-hmm. you're helping. And hopefully the reverse, I feel like those times I water your flowers for you because you can't make it home and it's 101 degrees. Right. I feel like, Oh, I just blessed my mama. Yeah, and yeah. you know, okay, I can, <laughs> I can dump the
1: kids on her tomorrow. <laughs> well, it is give and take, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it really is. Let's yep. be honest. Mm-hmm. It's give and take. and, That's important. You can't give, 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 give all the time and not somehow sort of think, well, gosh, I I should be able to take a little bit too. I mean, that's just sort of the way I think we're made Mm -hmm. and it makes for healthy living. So we, you you have, and you know, that's going to change as time goes on. Things will change with all of us that we can do more maybe at one season of life than we can at another, but you can always do something. Mm -hmm. One of the things I, I have to sort of tell on you. So Bree is a great cook. I mean, she's, an amazing cook, and somehow she can put together a meal with whatever she's got in her pantry, and it's it's wonderful. Me, on the other hand, not so much. I, I really don't like to cook, and, I, but, but, and we've kind of gotten away from this, but when we get in a good rhythm, usually I'm making one major meal a week, you're making one major meal a week, and that's really about all we share. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't eat together every day or anything, but it's nice to know that you have this day when I'm going to make dinner. You don't have to even think about it. Mm-hmm. and vice versa I know that on this day you know especially if I've got something going on that that, that at least your dad will get fed <laughs> especially if I'm <laughs> off and about so there are those kinds of things you can set up and do it's going to be different for every family maybe it's mowing the lawn maybe yeah. somebody loves to mow the lawn so they mow the whole lawn you know or both lawns if you're living side by side so yeah there's a lot of different things Well, and
0: I think that's what is awesome about, you know, multi-generational living can be living in the same household, so maybe it's more intimate. You know, you are sharing the laundry duty, the Mm -hmm. trash duty, the dishes, all of that, or you're living in close proximity, and so it is more of those outside chores or just checking on the house, checking on the animals – Um, or like us, you know, it is becoming this farm ranch, you know, that we really have some big responsibilities that need to be taken care of. And we can help each other with, you just look at your life and you look at how can I get plugged in? And that is what is so neat too, when you're living in rhythm with people is you just figure out ways you can help. It's not, I mean, sometimes you don't even have to ask because you just know, you know what, you know, what, even though we don't see each other, I think that's part of the boundaries part too. We don't see each other every day. Mm-mm. We don't talk all the time. You know, I think some people have this picture that we're in each other's business all the time. We aren't. But because I see you drive by my house, I, I know that you left. And I know that it might help because the alpacas need to be fed pretty soon. It might help if I go and do that. I, I It's just part of life, you know, being able to be... Um, with each other realizing the challenges that each other are facing and knowing the responsibilities that they have in the home so it is it's a fun way to live you guys it is it is awesome if you want to learn more about it hop on over to youtube a home that heals and you can learn more there. If you have ideas, I know some of you um, have just started living this way, or you have for many years, send us your ideas, send your messages to Instagram or Facebook, and we'll share those with other people too, because our way of doing life might be totally different than yours. And that is what is awesome is it can look beautiful and wonderful in different ways for everyone
1: okay I love that wouldn't that be fun to hear because if the statistics are right 26% of you listening to this are living in a (laughs) multi-generational situation and we'd like to hear more about it so that'll be fun hey let's share a couple of practical tips when we come back not for multi-generational living but just living in general all right don't go away KTSY presents the all new stories unveiled podcast hosted by Ashley Sears where she invites guests to discuss how God is impacting their lives right here in the Treasure Valley. We talk about
0: the purpose in every story and how to live in freedom from your past. Each episode, you're invited into a conversation about real life, if an issue is addressed in the Bible, then it's important to create a safe and supportive space to discuss it.
1: New episodes of the Stories Unveiled podcast are now available at ktsy.org
0: podcasts or listen at all major podcast providers. The Stories Unveiled podcast is created in partnership with KTSY and Barefoot Media Ministries. For more encouragement and other podcasts, visit ktsy.org.
1: Okay, I've never really shared this with you before, but can I just tell you a pet peeve I have with my grandkids?
0: Mm, yes.
1: Okay. When they come to my house and then when they leave, there are usually ten glasses strewn around the house, you know. Do you
0: have ten grandchildren? No,
1: I have four grandchildren. <laughs> and there's usually like eight or nine plates of some sort or the other here and there, silverware, you know, all over. Now they have gotten really good about putting things in the in the sink and I so appreciate that, but still, I cannot yeah. get over how a child can use that many glasses in one afternoon. Oh, I I have lost it many
0: a time on this very thing, <laughs> and I actually I just started implementing something that so far is working. I don't. I, we're only mm, three weeks in, so I'm I'm a little wary. I feel like sometimes oh, I need to give faith. more time. Come on, have yeah. faith,
1: because I love this idea. I want you to share it with people. I think it's brilliant.
0: Okay. Well, it actually started with cups. I oh my gosh, it was driving me crazy because it was, it was like they would get five cups out a day, each of them. And we never
1: had cups. 20 cups, people. (laughs) (laughs) That's ridiculous.
0: (laughs) So I bought them each a color of cup. And so they each have a different color. And so that way too, because they were also blaming each other. Mm. You know, I never could figure out who the culprit was. And so this way unless they're stealing somebody else's else's cup, but then I can see them drinking out of it and I can call them out on it. But this way I can tell who the culprit is that has gotten out three yellow cups and they were only supposed to get out their one. And it really worked. It really, it cut down on the cups that they were using and they would rinse it out when they're done, you know, and wash it out and stuff. So then I decided, you know what? I'm going to do this with their plates and bowls too. So I bought a plate and a bowl that are different colors for each kid, you know? So one of my boys has yellow, one has blue, one has green. My daughter has, it's actually not really pink, but we kind of tried to tell I her i I to be pink. honest, it's kind of
1: an ugly salmon <laughs> it, color, but, I,
0: but she thinks it's pink, so I'm going with it. I know. It, <laughs> if it's pink, she'll take it. So we, we kind of lied. But anyway, that's for another podcast it has been working and so what's fun is we've taught them you know how to how to clean it really well after they're done so they have their cereal in the morning they clean their cereal bowl they dry it and then it's ready for lunch if they're going to be having spaghetti and they want to put you know it in a bowl and so they're only using that all day and then at the end of the night I throw it in the dishwasher and do like a real cleaning of it just to make sure it's getting clean but our dishes have gone down immensely it's just awesome I love it so we'll see okay and guess what
1: I don't know if I told you I ordered the same set
0: oh did you? I did
1: I just ordered the same (laughs) set because I you told me it was working I'm thinking okay I'm going to jump on that bandwagon yeah so I am and maybe we can put a link to that on our Facebook page or something so if you're looking for something you want to see these ugly salmon colored cups (laughs) I mean they're actually kind of cool but it's not pink Did it just, that's our little secret. All right. Well, great tip and great being with you guys today Mm -hmm. here on A Home That Heals. Uh, If you've got a tip like this that's working for you and your family, please pass it along because that's what we're all about around here. We want to find those really simple ways to make life easier, better. And, you know, these are practical tips we're talking about now, but, you know, there's some profound ones that you all are sharing with us too about how God is at work in your lives. And we love hearing about that too. So be sure that you're messaging us, that you're sharing the podcast with other people who you think might be blessed by it, and that we're just con- continuing to create this community here on A Home That Heals.
0: A Home That Heals is produced in partnership with 89.5 KTSY. To find out more about them, go to ktsy.org.